We are live. Part was that blurry? Yes. How many fingers? That's, that's how the camera works. How many part, fingers am I holding up? Part do. Part do. Part do. And before we kick off, we got Pat Barber back on. Woo woo woo. Woo woo woo. Woo woo woo. I like Founder, that. owner, client. I'm not only a founder owner. I'm hey, you're client. rocking the uh, AzRx. AzRx, shout out to Dadina. OG. Yep. He yep. did this Yuki shirt. He did these the shirts. The one That's first. a new one, isn't it, Pat? Yeah, this just came out. He, I saw it and I was like, that thing's rad. Look at us. Um, so I had to get it. Look at Ride us. Ride the lion. Oh. Boom. You know who said that first that we stole it from? Probably me. Wasn't you. <laughs> Young James. Young James Hobart. Jimmy James Hobart. Oh, All man. Right. Just keep, keep going. But, man, I've got some stories on Jamie's. Hey, Cody, how come we can't see how many people are watching? Can you fix that? I like to know if there's less than 10 watching at any given moment. So, so I make jokes. All right. Hey, before we kick off, look what I found, guys. Remember this? Oh, Who's got one? The, the hardback? <laughs> Who's got this? This? Oh, oh, I'm in this right here. Mine's mine's in the other office. I feel like yeah. I need to get it now. How about this, though, Pat? Let me show you for the viewers. Okay. okay. Look, it's, it's signed. Says. It's signed. 2017 Staff Summit Edition. How about this? Look at that. Look at that. What's that say? It's like nobody Greg knows. Glassman? Greg Glassman. Greg Glassman. Oh, how about this? <laughs> you ever seen this right here? This that's is the OG. The, I was like, that's literally the only one. Yeah. Did you this print that the, yourself? No way, baby. This is the first one. This is the very first set of notes before we had lecture notes. This was the first one that ever came out. There's tabs on there. Yeah, bro. We got oh shit. Squats, presses, deads. What is CrossFit technique? Like, look at these. Handwritten. Bro. Or not handwritten, but. That's crazy. Typed on a typewriter, I maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You know, back, you got little citations in the back. That's back awesome. in the day when I would, you know, Austin was a coach and he lived nearby when we were in upstate New York and I'd go to his apartment and he would have every journal article printed out, like bound, <laughs> like organized. It was, it was intense, right? So, you know, Austin Maliolo back in the day, we still like that. I put him through his level one. Uh, did I ever tell you that story? Please well, no, me. I remember when he took it. Was it in Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, it was, that. It was, it was in was Connecticut. Chuck was there. I was there. Gilson was there. Um, it was my only time I ever went to Connecticut to teach a gig. And this guy shows up in all white spandex. And he's like, <laughs> I'm, I want to compete in the games. And I was like, good for you, dude. You know, like I had competed the year before. So he's like chatting me up. And he's like, ah, I, I, I really like to do this. Oh, that yeah, is I the whole thing. that is how Austin talks. If anybody's never met Austin, that's actually what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> but no joke, he he like he was like, yeah, he did. He threw down like a three minute Fran, and I was like, that's really fast, man. Good job, even with those long arms, you you did pretty good. <laughs> and then uh, and, and then he was like, and then no joke. Later that year, he was at the games, and I was like, good for him. He uh, pestered me a couple more times, but then he was there. That, so when you saw someone like, like back in the day. It was less often that people were like, I want to go to the games. For the record, Austin's first games was 2010. You still had to qualify and whatnot. But nowadays, when someone comes up to one of us at a seminar, we're like, all right, relax. But 2008-9, he shows up and throws down a three-minute Fran. 
Did you think this kid may actually be at the games? No, 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 I didn't. He, he moved way too slow for me. Like he was consistent, but he was slow. There was nothing that wowed me about how he moved or what he did. I was just like, yeah, he's got an engine, but we'd seen those, you know, we'd seen people with engines who could like do pretty decent and he's short. So I, I felt like that, you know, um, but whatever. And then he, he ended up, he ended up, I mean, blew my mind, but he did it. He did it. Um, yeah. all right. Well, we got the second half of what is fitness to, to cover. Cody, what pages are we looking at? What pages are we right? looking at? Pages 32 to 39. To 40. Yeah. 32 to 40. I'm going to pull it open in the hardcover. Can you still get this? Hardcover? No, I don't it's think like, you can. Oh, well, I will sell mine to one of the listeners uh, for the right price then. Greg Glassman <laughs> autograph. Greg Glassman autograph. You cannot buy this. You literally cannot. <laughs> I, I also don't think you can sell it, but that's Yeah, I don't fine. think you can Jason. sell it. I, yeah. <laughs> Why can't you sell this? I think, oh, I know. Actually, I think that is the level one trainer guide, right? Oh, it's not the manual. It's not the manual. That's the, you, that actually was publicly available, I believe. Hey, even more valuable, even more valuable. Um, so you Uh, could sell it. Hey, put some, put some, uh, offers in the comments and we'll see what happens. All right. (laughs) Well, let's kick up. What is fitness? Pages 32 to 39. We, you know what? Well, one thing we didn't touch on towards the end of the last episode five dollars, you're gonna have to come up. I was gonna um, say five dollars, that's a solid one, Brandon. <laughs> Do it. We didn't really touch on the theoretical hierarchy in the at the end of the last episode. So, this is something we 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 draw up typically during the nutrition lecture, but right here we've got it pulled up. Yeah, briefly, briefly, thoughts on this, anything you would change. And, and let me throw a question to you, Pat Barber, as, as yeah. some of the programs for affiliates. How do we get nutrition, right? The foundation of CrossFit more involved in the daily class. How do we get it more involved in the daily class? Um, I think if you've been to a level two, you've, you've had some, some I know there's an entire lecture now on nutrition, which is less about the mechanics of nutrition and more about compliance and bringing those conversations up. And it's a, I think it's a fantastic lecture. Uh, I think a very unique person has to be, deliver it because otherwise it's like it just completely goes over people's heads or, you know, you're looking for, you know, uh, just the words that are in there and not making the connection happen with the people in front of them. But uh, I, I think the ways that they suggest in that, uh, which I've seen to be effective, are not making it necessarily a like a forced point, but it's continued small touches through throughout the very first thing first day that they come in, like, Hey, if you ever have any nutrition questions, we're happy to help you out, you know? And then, and then making little like questions of the day type thing, like, Hey, everybody say your name and say what you had for breakfast. And then, you know, they'll hear a common theme as you go around the group of people who've been there longer eating, maybe more ideally. And then people who have been there shorter, maybe eating less ideally. And it's not like forced or shamed or anything. It's just creating a culture and awareness around it. Um, And then making it so that, you know, you highlight the people who are succeeding and then you ask them what they're doing and putting that forward. So I think just making it part of the conversation uh, on a, without being forced or running challenges and things like that is, is the most effective way that I've seen. Cause you can't just like anything, you can't force someone to change you, but you can provide an environment that it's much easier for them to change in. So, so making that the culture at your gym to talk about and, you know, just not bad or good, just less ideal, more ideal. And just kind of like bringing it up constantly tends to help. 
Yeah, well, and, you know, going back to the Austin question, whenever I hear of people that are like, I need this, I need special programming, I need to do my own thing, I need open gym, not do class, my first question is always, how's your nutrition? Because if you're not focused on your nutrition, which we clearly see here is the foundation, you know, the, the Metcon, the gymnastics, weightlifting, sport, all of that becomes less important. I don't, you don't need your own programming if you can't even dial in your nutrition because we know that will yield the most results for you. So on that note, when you ask somebody that question, Jay, because I think this dovetails very nicely into a broader discussion because we covered the models and then we're getting ready to like the definitions and stuff here. When you ask people about their, how's your nutrition, what's the answer that you get? That's good. Right. So fundamentally, there's only one answer to that question, which is like, oh, it's pretty good. And then you ask a follow-on question, at which point you find it is, it's uh, it's not only not pretty good, but they have no concept of where they would start in order to make it pretty good. And yeah. I think that that whole idea of, of, and this is what you're referring to just a minute ago, Pat, which is just f- like the, the, I guess the condensed version of like, is like being prepared to meet people where they're at. Same thing in nutrition as it is in fitness and taking everything that we're talking about here in fitness, the definition, the definition of health, but really, really looking at this through the lens of like, where are they at in this whole thing? Like, are they yeah. even prepared to have this conversation? How much of this, the, the theoretical hierarchy of the development of an athlete or the definition of fitness or health, are they prepared to, to, to chew on? And it might be like, not a whole lot. It might be like, show up three times a week. And then that's it, you know, and you can get to all yeah. that stuff later. And I think we forget that because we like to nerd out on that stuff. Um, I know we were literally just well, having I mean, a staff meeting and talking about that when the staff here, like we need to refocus on that and like, and, and meet people more systematically and more strategically where they're at many, many more times than we do. Yeah. Well, but that, that's the art of nutrition. And that's why if yeah. you're seriously want to be in this, this space and like provide these opportunities for people, like you have to dive down many, many rabbit holes and be able to talk very elegantly about things in a way that like someone can hear it. And I think that more so, I mean, people come to the gym for the workouts and stuff and the nutritional stuff is not necessarily what they're there for. I mean, it is, but it's not, that's not what they in their head have necessarily. So it's, it's a much more nuanced conversation, like you're saying. It has to be meeting people where they're at, especially with people who have pathology around eating disorders and there's cultural stigma and there's like there's so much shit in the nutrition space that you can – many more landmines. Like in the fitness one, there's far fewer landmines when, they, when they've made the decision to walk through your door. Uh, even within the CrossFit gym, there, there are so many different methodologies for how to accomplish this successfully that being – I think overly aggressive in any one way or having the exact same approach is going to lead you towards failure uh, and potential hurt. Um, but that's well, is what it is. To, to bring it back to the question I posed, I think one easy way is I'm seeing a lot of boxes do question of the day, which sometimes good, sometimes bad, like anything, it's how it's implemented. But what if some of those questions of the day just, I think we talked a little bit about this last week, like who slept well, same with nutrition. Like what'd you have for breakfast? What'd you have? Like just bringing awareness to it because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people that walk into your box, like we forget like the average American probably still thinks that bowl of fibrous cereal with a glass of orange juice and a banana is healthy. 
Like they think they're actually like, I did well this morning. I ate well. Meanwhile, their insulin spiked, right? 200 grams of carbs, minimal protein, but just bringing it up at the whiteboard. Hey, what'd you guys have for breakfast? Or who meal planned this? Like, you know, there's an infinite number of questions that we can ask there that while some of the fun ones like, oh, it's a zombie apocalypse. What piece of equipment are you going to grab is fun. But it's like, are we educating at that point? Are we only entertaining? Right. So I think that's an easy right. way to, you know, it doesn't have to be all seven days of the week, but maybe Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We ask. I would recommend that all seven. I would recommend against that all seven days of the week. Actually. Yeah. And I don't think you should have <laughs> yeah. the question of the day seven days don't a week for the record either. Um, yeah, you so, should just gauge the class. Uh, just yeah. one thing about the theoretical hierarchy that I'd just like to point out is a lot of people, I feel, misunderstand the peak of that in the sport. Uh, everything below it supports the manifestation in sport. So it's not saying spend the least amount of time training your sport necessarily. It's 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 saying that the tiers below it kind of tip of the spear sort of deal to are manifest in sport. You still got to play your sport a ton in order to be good at your sport. <laughs> but if you're looking to build an athlete, what's the foundation? It's nutrition. And then it goes up that pyramid as you go through. Um, and, and that's just where he looks first. But I don't know. I don't know how much... Honestly, for a data-driven community, I don't know how much data is this is supported by. It's more of this is a thought experiment from Greg and how he feels about it. But I, I, I agree with this, how this looks. And from my experience, it's the same. But again, I, I can't speak to the data supporting this, this little pyramid. I, I was, I've always looked at it as like a roadmap. Right. It's not yeah, necessarily sure. like, you know, you have to do that. Because like, I mean, they're, they're, you know, if we were, if we were, really going to punch holes of this like you could move this around and you could you could highlight some scenarios in which people would get to the pinnacle of a sport without really addressing nutrition um appropriately like that that's the thing like genetics are actually part of the equation here so it's it's no more, i think we're all the same we are exactly oh. the same why 100%. is jay so short and well Swiss. i mean he got yes it, is it because of lack exactly of nutrition <laughs> you know what you're not wrong. When I was in high school, not eating to make weight, I think I think I should be at least five six. Dang, I give you that. One can only dream. Five, yeah. What about throwing? I think we often just throw it up there when we're right, like weightlifting and throwing, but no one really ever talks about it. What is throwing? Uh, throwing. I mean, the, in the article in the in the training guide, there they reference throwing as the medicine ball being the main thing that we throw and catch. It's like playing catch with yourself. Um, the old homeschooler. Um, the the idea, I think, should be that you also go learn how to throw. And again, this theoretical hierarchy is not necessarily how he looks to program, which is interesting. Um, it, it's more of just how, he, if he's looking at building an athlete, he looks at these places first. Um, cause we definitely don't bring this up in the programming section of like, where do we go first? And like, how much metabolic conditioning are we doing? It's like, it's the, these are not, these are not the conversations that are had, but I think it's represented there because it was, it was a part of the original, I mean, the, the fitness in hundred words that was at the very start of this and session one that we talked about it, it talks about that regularly learn and play new sports and and you know throwing is a, a huge part of sport there's so many sports throwing and catching having to do with can-i coordination and joint strength and stability around the shoulder like there's all kinds of stuff that um associate with that so i think it's well, it's up there as like a thing i think so it's also i mean if you just think about um 
human beings. I think it's one of the purest forms of, of athleticism as, as well as like one of the, how to describe it? Like one of the most natural manifestations of like pure unadulterated power output, right? If you were going to throw yeah. a spear or a rock or something like that, like that, like you would just be like, who can throw that the farthest? You'd be like, Oh, well, this guy's clearly the best in the group, you know? Um, <laughs> so um, yeah. I always look at it that way is like that if you can, and we talked, did we talk about this before Jay, the throwing piece? No, I feel no, like we no. talked about this recently. We're pieces like, we've talked about. Throwing. Talked about like, Pat, I don't know like what your thoughts were. Jay's never played sports in his life, but the. Uh, that makes you know, sense. The, yeah. I. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah, the, I'm um, going to say something shocking. In Little League, I was awesome. Nobody well, is that, did the, you play yeah. it as an adult? <laughs> yeah, last week. Last week. <laughs> the, uh, the Boulder Indians. We have to change our name. It's not PC anymore. Uh, we won the Little League Championships. No, hell yeah. No, I peaked. Is and then, like, sixth grade is when, like, everyone continued to grow. And I was like, oh, I'm not good at this thing anymore. Let me find it. It was downhill fast. It's like, I just feel like uh, in most sports, like, like the ability to throw is, is almost like fitness. Like it's, it has like the most overlap across sports, lacrosse, soccer, even soccer, right? Like baseball, softball, uh, hockey, to some extent, golf, like all of, all of those would have some aspect of like throwing or swinging, which are very similar in nature, but yeah. Super violent core to extremity. There's a, there's a ton of coordination involved with it, both, you know, I mean, think about what throwing is. Like, think about how amazing your brain is that it can calculate, like, how to place an object at top speed in, like, a, a like, it's, it's that amazing. That's crazy like, when you look it at makes, it like that. It makes no sense. Like, when we think about, like, yeah, let's play catch. Like, the, the calculations Accuracy. that are going on. Oh, my God. It's insane. Like, this, it's, it's. <laughs> now you're talking like, about hitting a moving target, too. Totally. And someone's it's, trying to potentially tackle you. It's amazing. Yeah. Like, humans humans are incredible, but it, it and we, you, we take a lot for granted. But were you there for the throw? The no, I was there for the throw. But that's that's exactly how they threw based on what some of the videos that we saw, Jay. That oh. that, that actually this is how it happened right there. Yeah. This is good, right? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Why why um how'd you do in that event, Pat? I did great. I think I placed so I think in the skills test I placed like fifth or something. Uh like it across all three skills. I can but see like that. With, with, I was, I'm good at random stuff. Like I'm. What I'm, was what I, was the other two? There's an Elsit. There was an Elsit hold. There was an Elsit hold and a, and a max game. weighted pull up. I think there was a there was because there was there was there was a weighted pull up. There was a gas can carry. There was there was a few of those skills tests that they all kind of lumped into. It was two separate scores, but it was six total tests. I think. Oh, um, got it. Uh, th- that was super fun. Um, but man, I, I mean, I, I don't know. If it's been told before, but when we went to demo, we, were you guys there? Did you watch no. this? So like we, so we, we had all the athletes and they told us we were going to do a baseball throw or a softball throw. And they brought us out on the field. And this was back with like Chris Spieler and Jason Kalipa and Ben Smith and Rich Froning. And a lot of these guys have backgrounds in sport. So, baseball you know, specifically. Ben, yeah. baseball specifically. So Ben Smith gets out there and just freaking hucks one. And you're like, dang, like that guy's amazing. And no joke, like <laughs> Jason Kalipa comes out and it was, like the worst throw you've ever seen to the point where he throws it, he goes and it like hits like 15 feet in front of him and everybody laughs. Cause it looked like he was joking. And, and Dave's like, you're joking. Right. And he's like, no, you know, <laughs> and it was, it was, it was 
like it You're was like, just this everyone like stopped laughing because it was so bad because we were like oh my god we thought he was joking and then it wasn't and there was a few athletes who were like that where it's like oh dang um that's a bummer <laughs> y'all haven't ever played uh any catch in your life and it was cool to see like the athletes who had that coordination but you can still be really fit minus that which is interesting you can still have capacity minus that but i would say if you, if you want to be more well-rounded learn how to catch and throw it's learn just a valuable thing to play games yeah. man yeah yeah kalipa has capacity despite man, what an engine well, that's that's what i think is the difference between being athletic and being fit mm. same like, there's there's, I agree. A, there's a clear distinction between those two i agree all right so I want to jump to the power formula. What is that? Exactly. Let's talk about it. So I was surprised to see that here. I had forgotten that the power formula appears here in the second part is what is fitness where, you know, at the, at the level ones, we're talking about it almost in immediately in the, beginning, yeah. right, at the beginning of the day. But it makes sense to have it here because we're going to talk about, you know, work capacity across broad time and motor domains we need to be able to make it measurable, observable, and repeatable. Yeah, so the, the power formula directly associates with work capacity. So that, that's, that's two things that are very intimately linked. If someone's asking you what your work capacity is, and this is something that I, I realized a lot of coaches didn't understand. Like when I was mentoring like 70 coaches, I'd go up to them and I'd, I'd ask a very, what seemed like a simple question to me. I'd be like, what's the definition of fitness? And they'd give it to me. I'd be like, okay, what's work capacity? And they'd be like, and there'd be, there'd be just like a blank stare. And they're like, I mean, your, your capacity to work? And you're like, yeah, no, that's right. But like, what does that mean? And if you just unpack it a little further, it's, it's your ability to output power, right? So it's, it's exactly re-referencing what we're talking about back in the What is CrossFit lecture, which is the uh, force times distance divided by time. Um, that is a very simplistic um equation and it's 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 not perfect by any means because when we go to measure things that also have like different types of forces like running or you think like there's repetition and there's gravity and there's all these other things associated it gets a lot more complex when you're measuring across different types of modalities works really well in something like an air squat but if you want to pick it apart you're going to have to use a different type of formula there's other things involved like the universe but the, the basic concept applies is your ability to output power as per the power equation is the thing that we're referencing when we talk about work capacity. So when we say fitness is work capacity across broad time modal domains, it's one's ability to output power in reference to that power equation. So on that, Pat, because I think, I think you do a good job of elaborating this. So if we're thinking about the four models in the definition of fitness, connect mm -hmm. the dots on the definition, so work work capacity across broad time and little domains, across yeah. the four models. So we got the ten general physical skills. We've got the Hopper model. We've got the metabolic pathways, and then we've got the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum. Yeah. So all of the models are a balance of capacity and um, and balance, right? So like each one, like the ten general physical skills, is a balance of physiological adaptations and the capacity you have in those. And then the Hopper model is a balance of skills and drills and uh, the capacity you have in those and the, you know, sickness, wellness, fitness continuum is a balance of lifestyle and fitness regime. I guess it's not necessarily capacity in that one. And then the, um, the metabolic pathways are a balance of energy systems, bioenergetics, um, and, uh, capacity that you have across those. So the th first three, 
not the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum necessarily. Actually, even the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum, because it's the amount of fitness that you have references capacity. Do you have the capacity to get to that fit side? So it's your biomarkers that that would lead you there. So the ability to output high power as in relation to the fitness equation um, or the power equation leads towards ability to have higher work capacity, which actually directly correlates to all four. So when you speak to work capacity, all four support higher work capacity um, to some degree. But and then like thinking about, yeah. And then if you think about like broad time, that one is kind of referencing the third model of metabolic pathways uh, and to some yes. degree, the hopper model, right. It's depending on like duration yep. of yep. Uh, the effort there. And then yep. um, it also, domains, if you, you could also say it, the 10 general physical skills with cardiorespiratory endurance and right. a few other things muscular, like that. So yeah, like, stamina, muscular stamina. Yep. Yep. So there's, there's a time component to those as well. So broad time, any time frame. And then modal domains is where you really get into the hopper model really, right. you know, supports that as well as um, the uh, sickness, wellness, fitness continuum, having the most amount of things over and fit. So how many metrics can you put over there? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, they heavily support all of them. Uh, like I, I, I always get to that point in the lecture when I'm giving it and I'm like, well, this supports this and this. And this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and this supports this and this, but you can oh. see how each one doesn't support all of them. So like, right. I think like, like sickness, wellness, fitness continuum doesn't support work capacity across broad time and modal domains. It's not necessarily all of, I guess it kind of does all of them, but not very succinctly. And then each one as they come together is that true definition. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's definitely a well thought out <laughs> chunk. <laughs> I always, I always try to, and this is, I don't think people understand like how much we're like, we're clearly CrossFit zealots, but I don't uh, no. How much time do you have you, how much time do you think you spent trying to tear, to like trying to break those ideas? Like, cause I, I've spent more time, time than is reasonable trying to break it all the time. I'm like, damn it. All the like, time. It still works. Like it's still yeah. valid. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we all have blind spots in, in how, cause like some things tread pretty closely to our faith in a way. Um, so I think regardless of how hard we push, there's certain things that we don't see. And it's always, that's why I always like to look outside our community for people who are, you know, potential haters of what we do. And I'm like, is there any valid points there? Like, I mean, I just had that back and forth with Sean Pastuch, as you guys saw there. And uh, I was like, you twat. Like it was, it was, it, and I had to like give, have this back and forth. But I like having conversations with him because I don't think he's right at this point in time. And so, so far there's been very few things that I'm like, no, yeah, I get it. Like I, I like there are, there are ways that he says things that I'm like, it causes me to re-question, but very, vitality, vitality. <laughs> you guys never explained the vitality thing to me but that's uh, it was a it's a it was a fundamental uh, jay how would you describe this is a fundamental disagreement with james fitzgerald on did you have he was, yep yes uh it was wild i'll be very honest with you um, i was gonna say that's a and um he's so intelligent but it was like oh, we God, were talking yeah. past each other and like it the I felt during the podcast, what I felt was just like, I feel like we can't agree that synonyms are a thing, right? Like, that's what I felt. He was just like, well, he was describing vitality. I'm like, that's, that's, that is synonymous with the way that we look at health. And he was like, no, it's not. And I was just like, okay, I feel like we're just at an impasse here. Um, right. We've had some really great guests on and had some episodes with thousands of downloads. 
And that continues to be one of our most commented on episode. Brendan's right. The mo the quietest I ever was. Cause I just sat back and I was like, I don't like, I was like actually angry because it was just, he was just being argumentative for the sake of it. Like Fern was being very I, open. No, I don't, I don't think he was doing it for the sake of it. I think, I think he's, I think he's like, we are right. I think you have two people that are very staunchly entrenched in their ideal with regard to this thing that is fitness. And, um, and I just, I think he, I think he's very passionate about it. And I, I, and I, I think I understand where he's coming from. And I was trying to make the correlation with that. Like these things are not that different. Like you look at it, you gave it a different word. This is how we look at it. We're saying this, <laughs> we're saying the same thing, but it, it was, it was, it was wild, man. And, um, well, so but I do have, I do have a lot of respect for him. He's incredibly intelligent. Same. Yeah. I mean, he came up with a ton of stuff. I mean, I don't know how much he came up with, but he, he, he deviated and he did his own thing. Like, and he, and he stuck to it. And I, I really appreciate, I admire his, his uh, commitment to just going off and doing what he wanted to do and really digging yeah. into that. Like that was huge. And like, he's a, like you said, he's a really smart guy. He's always been super nice to me. He was, I mean, I filmed, remember his, his Helen at the old HQ. Oh, that's you film that? First seven minute Helen. I filmed yeah. that. My favorite oh. CrossFit video yeah. ever because it's got the simple man mashup. Dude, it was, uh, yeah, that was back when Tony Budding was super into the mashup. SF club scene mashups. And it was long before, like, we had, you couldn't buy them. You had to, like, pirate them from Red. Yeah, you would like, download yeah. them. Yeah. Napster. <laughs> so, so what's, what's fascinating about, about him is he, he got so, and this has actually happened to a lot of people from within our community who were specialists. You had this happen to Rob Wolf. You had this happen to, um uh greg everett you had it happen to um uh opt you had it happen to a few others who basically they they got so jilted by the organization that was crossfit and they felt so taken advantage of or for whatever reason that they completely just did this and were like i don't want to be associated with this at all and I'm like James right after that, he started, he had a workout that was 21, 15, nine squat thrusts, squat thrusts, chin ups. No joke. Like that was like posted on their thing. And you're like, come on, come on, man. Like on, you like, bro. and then he'd be, and then, and then that would be the type of thing you'd be like, this is not Fran. It's squat thrust chin ups. And you're like, nah, dude, like, <laughs> like and, and I, I understand he was hurt. And like, there was a lot going on there again, like you said, super smart guy, but just, uh, Synonyms yeah. are a thing. Synonyms are a thing. That I think I'm having that fight right now with Sh Sh Sean too. I don't. I don't. I don't know that you guys are talking synonyms. I think there's just a difference in understanding. But I do think it's a lot of what I think. What you're saying is right, Pat. Like I see what Sean put up. I saw your response to it, and it's more just like CrossFit says X, so I'm gonna just go the opposite. Yeah. Like, if we say like you know squatting with a stable spine is great for you. I'm going to say, you know, flexion is ideal or twisting is ideal. And it's like, right. at some point you just saying the opposite is just yeah. being combative, but you're not actually doing anything. Right. Well, you're just arguing. And I, 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 again, I value these conversations. Like I, I like these, like, I think I really love that. Just, ju just like you said, like, I think the hard thing is it gets really emotional. Just like you're saying, Jason is like, Sometimes it feels like someone's just doing it to be antagonistic. And most of the time I'm like, but like I had that one, I had the, I, years ago I had to reply to the Jillian Michaels one and I did like a 23 minute video on it because I was like, look, like every point you're making is wrong. 
you know, like, and I, I, I and it, it's just, there's times where it's like, okay, fine. Like I'll, I would, I, I would encourage the listeners. If you guys don't follow Pat and, and his YouTube channel, you should go, you should go follow it. Cause there, there's a handful of people that I think in the space, there's a lot of them obviously, but there's a handful that I look up to Pat, you being one of them that are very That's thoughtful. Good. They're very, very thoughtful about their approach to this CrossFit thing and how it's presented and how we interact with the outside world. And I think you do that very, very, uh, very well. And I, I encourage everybody to go, like, go check out some of that content. Like it's, um, it's thought provoking, which is what I think it should be. Cool, man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Bringing it back. So yeah, take it back. We, we've, um, we've gone through the hierarchy now. We've, we've talked about the power formula. When it comes to the power formula, can we just be honest? Like no one's doing this, right? Yeah, we don't need to. And why don't we need to? Because we know that simply by improving our times or lifting more weight or getting more <laughs> rounds and reps, we're getting fitter. We don't need to sit here and know exactly how much horsepower no. we generated to know. No, but what do we do need? What do we need to know about this? And what do we need to agree upon about this? We need to agree that this is valuable. We need to agree that these metrics are meaningful and that it's possible to measure everything that we're doing. That's what I was going to say, we, but it, that it can as, be as, done. Exactly. And as long as we agree that this is not necessarily, oh, unless you're taking the level three. True. He's going to put it, uh, none of the above. I agree with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kapua, blame okay. Pat if you get that one wrong. Fair, fair. Um, so for the level three, as I understand it, when you're looking at like this, th like this chart makes it seem more confusing in my mind than it actually is. Um, when you look at it and how it breaks it down. But what they're looking for is the very basics. Um, and they'll give you those, those metrics in this. Um, when you look at this, you know, this little table here, you've got workout athlete, six feet tall. There's certain, like when you look at distance, it's like 24 inches. It's like, where'd they pull that out of? You know, right. um, you, you look at one foot divided by 12 inches and you're like, you mean one, you know, like you, you like the, 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 are like, now we have to have a conversation about stoichiometry and unit cancellation. You're just like, totally. And, and you're like, oh sh shit. Like it seems far more confusing than I think, it needs to. Um, and, 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 and I, 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 in my personal opinion, especially when you're talking about the level three, yes, you do need to dig into this and you need to understand it. And you, you know, I, I would bet that you guys, you guys offer some sample questions, right? Like when you're mentoring people for a level three, like, you, I don't know if you do level three mentorship. I, I don't, it's never been my thing, but. We don't really do sample questions, but uh, I mean, we talk all about this, you know, within affiliate you for sure in the in our professional development and and again a lot of just what you're suggesting is you know know this but also know the practical application of it but well the we, practical application is what's important right. and, and 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 for the level three though like he's saying you're studying for a test but that's, that's a totally different thing it's a, it's it, it you, you need to understand this you know back to front and, and basically be able to apply this because that's what the test is going to ask well i um, think also, what's cool is like, if you're going to use this, it does change something. So for example, the three of us line up to do Fran, right? Now, now we have to factor in height, weight, limb length, right? Metrics now are now a thing. If you want to get down, measurement. 
two minute friend on the dot exact same time. You have to factor in that Jay can't squat below parallel. Right? Like <laughs> can you not squat motion. below parallel? I can bury it. I'd bury it. But yeah. if the three of us do Fran in the exact same time, technically Fern's probably generating the most power. Based on distance Correct. traveled. Probably. Based on distance and, and load, right? Like on the pull-ups, you probably, I think you weigh what more do you than that. 187. Yeah, I mean he's lean Yuck. and mean. Yeah. He is ripped. I'm like a ripped. I'm a thick 180. So. Are you 180, Pat? Bro. Well, I'm 5'7. You tried to throw me down at like 5'3 last time. So I skipped <laughs> that one. Jeremy, I you tower come... over you in bridges. Jay tries to bring in anybody to the short club. He's like, oh, you're short. <laughs> come join me. Come join me down no, here. One... Well, I guess we haven't mentioned you didn't have your baby yet, correct? No, we're gonna be induced on by Saturday if if uh, if, if we. No baby, uh, yeah. Oh, how much weight no. have you put on in this pregnancy? <laughs> uh, none really. Uh, maybe two pounds. I, uh, like I, I'm about the same. I, I I'm I'm not my fighting. Size. What's your fighting I, weight I, for CrossFit? One seventy five. Okay, so you're you're five pounds well, off. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think so I'm five years. pounds off, but I'm missing twenty pounds of muscle. So there's, there's yeah, uh, it's five pounds of body a, weight, but more like went from up here pounds. and it moved down. There's a, there's a metric that's, that's off there, but that's, that's beside the point. This has nothing. You're, to do you're the difference in those two pictures on the end body thing. You'd be like, you could weigh 130 or you could weigh 130. <laughs> yes. So point, let's go back to this point being, you don't have to graph it. The practical application is whether you use sugar wad, Wattify, a notebook, we're seeing times go down, rounds and reps go up, load go up. And assuming your body weight is relatively the same, which you know, pretty much insignificant, there's no changes to your levers, you're generating more power, mm -hmm. more intensity, we're getting more results. Speaking of levers, if anybody yep. wants to nerd out, I think we've talked about this. Um, should Everybody should go to the journal and check. I think it's a seven, maybe it's a six part series by Lon Kilgore on levers. If you really want to nerd out on Kind of the physics and 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 kind of biomechanics it's real there are real short articles um go read that it, like, it's a good read do his a and p course Kilgore. if you need some ceus too yeah it was yeah, great i do need some ceus well the yeah the a and p course was great so before we go into graphing fitness fern take us to this hot read yes nicole yeah. lana's quite a nerd yeah well, yeah, a nerd that I wish. I wish I was half that smart. But anyway, um, same. part of what we do at Best Hours, we work with a lot of affiliates. And I know there are people listening to this podcast who are hating their desk job, want to leave and go open a CrossFit gym because there's arguably no more rewarding profession than changing people's lives and probably no better endeavor being a human being. Um, so what we wanted to highlight is one of the people we worked with, CrossFit Aries, John Wells, who when he started working with us, he had the he had quit his job and he wanted to make that, that up. And he had a goal for that. And we very, very quickly um, fast forwarded that timeline. And now he's running a killer box up in the Northeast. And here's his story. 
My name is John Wells, and I am the owner of CrossFit Aries in Wilmington, Massachusetts. At the time, when I was negotiating for purchase, the gym was not in a good spot. They were barely taking in enough revenue to cover basic expenses, barely even the rent. Membership base, there was a solid foundation, but there wasn't a lot. It was under 50 members at the time, and I knew kind of going into it, it was going to take a lot of work to get it up and running to where I wanted it to be. But I knew I had the passion, and I knew I had the drive to get it to there. I just didn't know exactly where to start. The thing that stood out to me about Affiliate U was, you know, Fern and Ackerman. Uh, I'd listened to them on the podcast for years prior to actually signing the dotted line and purchasing my affiliate. And they were down to earth guys. They were in the CrossFit space. They were CrossFitters. They thought like me. They looked at the same things as me. And, you know, it wasn't just some other program trying to build a business. It was like somebody in your community coming out and offering their hand for help. Our biggest sponsor. Ourselves. Ourselves. <laughs> hey, is WooWo gonna sponsor us? WooWo? Dude, I, I'm happy to sponsor you, but that's that's a freaking rad testimonial. Like and that, he's a rad like, dude, by the way. Yeah, John's a man. Dude, I like like that's everything that I want to hear. You know, like I'm a guy who's been in this game a long time, and I've seen it done so poorly so many times. And like I have very little passion for the business side. I have a ton of passion for the coaching side and the education side and the like that all the stuff. But like, I, I love it when I hear about people like you guys coming and helping our community, like people, you know, deliver this content uh, and not, de not deliver, but create a space that's financially viable to where they can live a better life. Like that's hell yeah, mad power to you. And I know there's many ways that can be done, but Hell yeah. Good job. Guys. That is that is the beauty of the, the CrossFit affiliate is that and and what yeah, I find so um, rewarding about the way we, we we approach it the same way that we do CrossFit, which is like, hey, there's constantly varied functional women's executed high intensity, like, again, pretty broad left and right lateral limits, like you can achieve that many, many ways. And the only goal is like continued evolution. And we treat it the same way. It's just like, I don't I don't want all the gyms to be the same. Like that would suck. That would really suck to be honest with you. Like that would, that would be like the worst possible scenario. Like you walk in every gym and it's the same one. They say the same thing. They have the terrible, the, the, the same terrible Ackerman jokes. Like that would be my nightmare. That would be so great. That'd be so great. And, but that's what I think is cool about this is like, you can help people. And that's what we really, really try to do is like, I want to help you create the box of your dreams, right? Like I want, want you to have that version of it because you can do it a lot of different ways. And again, no better job on planet earth than like, making other better human beings like you couldn't ask for well, fulfillment and just knowing who's watching this and commenting here you got kanan you got brendan you got nikki sharp you got kapua we've got jeremy from ralston creek like so many boxes are doing it i think it's a a shame that there's a mentality out there that it can't happen or it shouldn't happen or it won't happen because hit us up we've we have hundreds, literally hundreds of boxes like John Wells, you know, that are, that are just doing the right things and creating amazing lives for themselves and for their members. So it's awesome. It's, it's, it's great to be a part of it. All right, Cody, pull up that graph. Yeah. We should have a virtual high. We should hug. We should hug. Virtual. If I, I would, if I could, man. I'm the, so I, I, 
if you wouldn't mind, Pat, like jump into this, because this is where I think a lot of people's eyes glaze over. Once we get into this graph and we start looking at the the uh, the, the health graph as well. But when, we're, when yeah. we're talking about this graph, I've got power on one axis, time on the other axis, you know, uh, X and Y for those people who are not watching this. And if you're not watching this, you should go to the YouTube channel to A, look at Pat Barber because he's just a handsome guy, but also to look at this graph. <laughs> But um, this is where people's eyes kind of glaze over. So when we're looking at this point, we talked about like, you don't necessarily need to do the calculation on your power output. The point is that it can be done. And I think it's similar here, but there's another takeaway from this graph. It's like, you can graph your fitness. Not that you necessarily need yeah. to, but you can do it. You can. And it's the, the, this is what makes this definition special. So like we get to this point in the lecture and we've, we've said all the other models, we've done all the other things and we go, okay, we haven't even given you the definition of fitness and this is this is what's truly impactful is that we take it out of the realm of like i think i'm the most fit and when we use that analogy that we did before in the last when i spoke and gary greg glassman's grossy one but the this this graph really sets us apart it it, it says that he or she is fittest who has the highest amount of work capacity uh, across broad time model domains basically he or she is the fittest who can do the highest amount of power output across the most amount of things and the most amount of timeframes. And like in layman's terms, like that, that's it. And that's like mind blowing when you, when you really sit down and think about it, because no one else has sat down and been like, this is what fitness is. And so this graph, um, yes, eyes start to glaze over when you see it. And I think part of the reason that eyes start to glaze over is you have to start to take into account a certain number of little, uh, mathematical equations and anytime you do that people who aren't super math uh stoked <laughs> i don't know how else to say it like just go what's going on um so i try to when i do this i actually change a little component of it um when i deliver this lecture and what i change is if you look at the little graph that you're seeing here you've got uh like you've got exercise one and it's in red right mm -hmm. and you've you've what they've done with exercise one, because these are theoretical exercises that they've, they've chosen for here. And they've basically done the power equation, force times distance divided by time. And they measured these people's output doing exercise one at zero seconds. That's what you see, that very first X all the way to the left. So if we can get the little mouse cursor over there. Yeah, so that's, that's they've measured the, the exercise one's power output at that time, right? And then they go out and they do that exercise one and they measure it at five minutes. Oh no, they do it. There's one at like two minutes or a minute and a half, like right there, that little red one. And then they go all the way over to five minutes and they measure the power output doing exercise one there. And then they go to 10 minutes and then they go to 20 minutes and they go to 30 minutes. And that's exercise one, right? And then they go back and they do exercise two. This is a different exercise. And, and part of this graph being confusing is that they don't, they don't label any exercises. Um, they don't tell you what they are. They don't like it's, it's just, you're having to conceptualize this is, this is not super easy for people. Um, so what I like to do when I deliver this, um, is instead of giving you all the different X's, what I say is I say, look, if we were to basically take 30 different exercises, and do them each one of those exercises for 10 seconds and take the power output 
of each one of those exercises and you add them all together and then divide by 30. <laughs> what you're trying to do is you're finding an average at 10 seconds of your ability to output power. And you put a single X at that 10 second mark. And that second, that little X represents modal domains. It basically represents the number of things that you're good at, your power output across a bunch of things at that, uh, 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 across that period of time, 10 seconds. Then you do that same thing at five minutes. You take the same 30 exercises, you do them all, you add them together, you divide by the 30 because it gives you the, the average power output at that time. And then you do that at 10 minutes, then do it 20 minutes and you do it 30 minutes. Then you only have one X on the board and it's directly on that line that you're seeing there. And you basically just connect the dots. And when you connect the dots there, what you've got is your average power output at each one of those time frames across um, all the different modal domains because there's the different 30 ones that you chose and you've got the power output. So it's literally a, a graphical representation of your work capacity, your ability to output power across broad time, the 10 seconds, five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and modal domains is the average that creates that point. I think where it gets confusing with this graph is you've got 50 freaking points and then you're drawing a line kind of in between hoping that that's the average. <laughs> so, so you're like, yeah, I guess somewhere in the middle of here is the average. And if you just make it a single dot, I think that helps in your head. Well, Pat, when you give this lecture and actually you and Jay, when you, so like I'll typically, uh, when I give this, I will, so yes, that like your, your definition or your explanation of that is spot on. And that's exactly why, why I think it's confusing. And I agree with your assessment. The, what I would do it is like, rather than, rather than plotting that one exercise, uh, however many times we're going to do it. So that's, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever that seven times. It's just like, Hey, let's just pull, give me 10 workouts that we know yeah. kind of like span across a good time. Demand. And they would all plot power output somewhere on that graph, right? And then across those, and again, the whole point of this isn't to nerd out on the math and where you plot those. The point is that you can put them, they will all come out with a mathematical output of foot pounds per uh, minute or horsepower, right? right? And they would get plotted on this chart. And, it, and, and at that point, I could start to create a mean line, right? From all of those. And what you would see regardless of what exercise or workouts you put on there is as I move from left to right on the graph is the power output would die down as you go. And then I'm going to have this area underneath the curve that I've just given. Yes. But the problem with yours is you're not speaking to modal domains. Correct. So you're, you're speaking to a single uh, data point that is specific to the movements that you've chosen for that, even if it's a time difference change, you have to, part of it has to be, you would have to do the same workouts and you would have to measure your power output up to each time domain, right? right. So like do Fran for five seconds, do Fran for five, uh, five minutes, do Fran for 10 minutes, do Fran for 20 minutes, do Fran for 30 minutes, because we need the, the data point for modalities to be there. Um, and then you'd have to do a bunch of others in all of right. those same time frames for it, for it to work. You can't just pick one. That's the, because it doesn't then speak to, to modal domains. Right. And Even I think, if you change the domains that you're in. Right. And I think, but I, and this is where I think people get confused, right? So like, we understand that, but the, but if, if you're looking at this as a lay person, who's just trying to understand this concept. The point is just like, I have high power output on the left. 
right? Like zero seconds to 10 seconds, very, very high power output. And then as I move out to the right, so if we're thinking about the metabolic pathways, right? Mm -hmm. And we think about power output. So we go from 100% to 70% glycolytic over to 40% and oxidative. There's going to be a natural drop off in there because like you just cannot sustain 100% power output forever. Like there's going to be a yeah. natural drop off in there. And yeah. then the big takeaway is with this is like, yes, we can, we can take it, we can grab it. So I can graph, you know, that exercise across all these times I can use the other one, which does have it's uh, it does lack some aspect of that. But the takeaway principle is the same, which is like, okay, I've got the graph. Now, what do I do with it? Like, how is this valuable to me? Right. At which point we're right. like, okay, now I want to increase the area or like all of those dots, whether I'm, or these X's on this graph that we see here, or if we were using the, uh, the, the model or the example that I gave, which is like, they're just workouts on there again, lacking yeah. the modal domains. I yeah. would want them to improve. So I want my power output in each one of those to improve only to yes. the extent, only to the extent that the overall area underneath this curve would increase. Correct. So yes, absolutely. And I think that is the biggest takeaway. And I think that's actually like when we, and how do we do that? How do we, how do we, how do we get them all to move up? We do a program and the program is called CrossFit. <laughs> So we do constantly varied right. functional movements executed at high intensity in an effort to increase the work capacity across broad time model domains. We use CrossFit to get fit. And I, I, I and, and that's, that's where we start to speak to, okay, you know, how do we then maximize this? And that, that's where the conversation comes around maximizing programming is what's the best way for us? Like how much strength do we need? How much endurance do we need? How much flexibility do we need? How much of the things that we program in there do we need? And the answer is always going to be as much as is going to increase the work capacity across broad time model domains, which is going to be different from person to person. A same general program will apply to most people, but if you truly want to maximize it, it's going to be a little bit different from person to person based off of their individual needs. But the reality is the 99% of people by doing a generic CrossFit program are going to increase their work capacity across broad time model domains across the board. And one of my favorite litmus tests is if you want to see if someone understands fitness and doesn't understand what the definition of fitness is, if they use the definition of fitness and they say the definition of fitness is an increased work capacity across broad time model domains, they're wrong. <laughs> the definition of fitness is that minus the increased part. Increasing is what we want to do with it. If they say increase in the definition, then they've misunderstood this lecture and they're just using the buzzwords. And it's something that I, I see posted on forums and stuff and someone will come in and comment and I'm like, nope, nope. It's like, it's subtle, but it's, it's different. It's like- <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal that's, of your fitness. So you have, yeah, yes. you sit in this state of fitness and then the goal is to move it up. It was to increase. Yes, it. yes. But if you use the increase as part of the definition, you've that's, missed the point. Yeah, that's election. no longer the definition. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so you are anyway. correct that Jay's eyes have glazed over everybody. Is <laughs> uh, yeah. Federico commenting on his girlfriend's? Uh, that's like my parents' Facebook. They share a Facebook account. Like at some age, it's like we don't have our own anymore. Federico, get your own YouTube. Um, yeah. Hey, grow up, grow up, Peter Pan. Be before young. we could go to Federico's health. comment earlier was amazing. He said, the accuracy he, he had one early. Yeah. The accuracy His more accuracy because his target is higher. I saw that. I ignored it, but I took a mental note. 
to murder Federico <laughs> next time. <I'm> <laughs> um, so before we get to finish, Nick's vitality, sorry, I think Nick's vitality comment. That's the the true definition is increase. That's your vitality. Yeah. I love. My bad. I was telling Marcus, the CEO of Best Hour. He's always like, "What are your favorite wins in the marketing?" Like we have, we have our meetings about podcasts, and I'm, I tell him when our listeners, the people that watch, know our inside jokes. Like when people write jokes like that, I'm like, "We've got a culture here at Best Hour," and they get like it. You've, I've, I've, I always feel bad. I'm like, "You've been in this group way too long. You should find another <laughs> hobby." <Don't laughs> no, Nick, Nick, don't go anywhere. Hey, but before we get to health, because that's what we're gonna wrap this chat up with. I do want to. Um, What's it called when you write an article and you made a mistake and you got to go back and fix it? Editorial? Redact. redact. It's a redaction. A redaction. I have to make a redaction. Last week. I can't wait. Last week, I misspoke and I accidentally guaranteed 100 members for Bring a Friend Week. I redact. I declare bankruptcy. Redaction. <laughs> so, but I do want to say. If you go to the pinned post at the top of the chat on our YouTube, and it will be in the links if you're listening to audio, our Bring a Friend Week mini course is actually available, right, Fern? It's live right now. Yep. It's, it's, can we understand the definition of live? We've talked about this. We are right, live. Right now. Right now. 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 <laughs> this is live. But what happened to then? I'm so glad just, you guys it was just, this. It was just now. Yeah, I feel like this is a scene from Spaceballs now, everybody. So. Go get go get the Bring a Friend Week mini course. We can't guarantee 100. Is that correct, Fern? Because you guys all yelled anything. at me off the air that I you're made on, a mistake. You're on, the you're on the team, and with you on the team, we can't guarantee anything. Okay. But, but, but we can guarantee a great time will be had by you, by your members. And there's the potential. Can we say you have the potential? And yeah, very like, much like you have the potential to maybe get fit one day. One day. Depends on the effort. You have the potential to get 100 members. That's up to you. The Nick, or sorry, Cody, pull up that uh, health graph. Back to health. Back to health. I redact. Do you want to log off at this point, Jason? Because we're I've talking done. about some targets. <laughs> I've tapped out. Because uh, like, I, I like. First, I would like to bring up that this graph is eerily similar to the one that I make on the whiteboard during the what is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think this is actually a picture That's, of one of that, your lectures. So whoever uh, it gets the purple out, it gets the blue, some shading. <laughs> like you use a linear for the, for the year, the power, and then for the time you use vertical and somehow yeah. you're getting age. No, there's no way. It's very like, similar to my graph. Are you ever at so, a level one though? And the trainer, the red shirt's giving a lecture and says something that you, is funny, but it goes over the participants' heads. Because I remember oh, yeah. vividly, Mike G was giving this lecture. He draws the fitness curve. Then he goes to health and he draws and he goes, right now, this is like, should be coming right at you, like 3D. And the participants were like, what's happening? <laughs> and I was like, that was funny. I get what you're saying, Mike, but no one else yeah, did. But you are that's, not an artist. <laughs> but that, that, I mean, that's half my favorite part about delivering lectures now is I say so many things that if you were listening would be super funny, but 99% of the time, nobody hears it. Nobody's like, that's, I, I relish in that. And like, you'll have the trainer in the back be like, ha! you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's cool to hear like as, as a red shirt, who's heard this lecture, 
200 plus times it's fun to hear like a new joke sprinkled in or a new way of of hearing like if i were at the seminar and you were explaining fitness the way you did pat i'd be like oh that's cool like i'm learning something new yeah in this moment i mean it's i could see that when we were doing it and i was just explaining it Uh, no i zoned out in that moment (laughs) i'm gonna have to go back and watch this episode so (laughs) so, uh, in case anyone paying attention is uh or still listening the the reason that it was so funny is that there's no way any of us draw a graph that looks remotely like this uh the the graphs that we draw on the board look like utter garbage compared to this um there that's what it was anyway uh looks like fern's frozen but I'll explain this graph if you'd like. No, that's, uh, he's fine. <laughs> he's he's, he's fine. gone. He's gone. So CrossFit, this CrossFit graph- Rife is doing okay, but they struggle to pay their bills. <laughs> <laughs> Wi-Fi is gone. Anyway, this graph is basically representing uh, your fitness over the course of your life. So if you see the power and time equation or power and time kind of bars there, if you were to kind of just look at the very right side of that little swoop, you can see a very similar graph to what was on the what is uh, fitness section. Um, And then it combines it with a third dimension where it comes out in years. And this is making the correlation between the amount of capacity you have in your life and throughout your life um, uh, to health. So the classic definition of health basically stated that um, it was the absence of disease. disease. Yeah, which which is a such a janky definition. Like you you can be in a coma and have amazing biomarkers, um, but it's but you have no quality of life. Um, so in an effort to take into account quality of life, uh, there's been this definition of fitness that we've hopefully agreed upon, um, and then your ability to have that fitness throughout your life is your definition is our definition of health and the way that stated normal terms is you've got work capacity across broad time and modal domains throughout life and the way i like to state it is work capacity the ability to output power uh, across broad time uh, any time frame modal domains any activity and throughout your life is throughout the entirety of your life so can i do what i want however long I want at whatever level that I want throughout the entirety of my life. That's my health. Like, can I live and do my life however I wish until the day I die? And that's my health. And so that's why we use, that's why that was such a profound like mic drop moment when we first put it into the seminars. Cause it's like, you know, maybe something biomarker goes a little awry. We wouldn't like that, but can you do what you want for however long you want? at whatever level that you want throughout your life. And that's your health. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the whole thing. And you know, many things that we can talk about there where it's like, Hey, you might not be as fit as you once were for sure. And your fitness may slowly be going down, right? Like that's clearly what this graph shows. However, you know, that's why it's important to get your fitness up because we know it's going to go down. So if you snatch three fifteen in your twenties two twenty-five in your fifties, but you're still snatching 95, 130. Like imagine grandma and grandpa who for me was like, they were immobile. Yeah. Right. Like if I'm a grandpa in 30, 40 years and I'm snatching 95 pounds, which doesn't sound like much, 
but it is. That'd be huge. Yeah. I mean, if I my mean, grandpa could snatch 95 pounds, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I mean, and, and it'd it's, be amazing. More than, it's more than just the load. It's like you have the shoulder mobility to put that bar overhead. You can get your butt below parallel. Like it's, it, it's really cool. And when people bring up movements like the snatch or other things we do, you know, something I always remind them, it's like, is the snatch the most functional thing? Maybe not. But, you know, going back to your argument with people, it's like, yeah, but if, if someone can snatch, if grandma or grandpa can snatch 95 pounds, I'm not worried about them falling down and not getting back up. I'm not worried about, you know, visiting them at assisted living. They're going to be able to wipe their own butt. So I think, right. you know, th that's a huge part of this. And, you know, I, I think I can speak for the three of us. 10, 20 years ago, we were all fitter. We're still really freaking fit compared to the world, especially. And all of us, you've got a fourth kid on the way. Fern's got two. I've got a second on the way. And it's like, man, we're going to be able to hang with them and do fun stuff with them for the next 20, 30 years because of this thing. That's the goal. That's the goal. Right. I mean, and I, I think this speaks to the, the sickness, wellness, fitness continuum the most is like it's creating a, a hedge, right? It's a hedge against decrepitude. Uh, and that's what the states of fitness are. And that, and that, that I think is where certain types of like, specifically you can argue against something like a high volume competitor program, because that's not speaking to long-term health necessarily. Yes. You're going to have a really high capacity now, but there's sacrifices that you're making in order to be there because the volume required has a much higher likelihood of creating a potentially injurious or impinged position, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, so the, the, this like look towards the long term is, uh, is really meaningful when you take it into this kind of space. Uh, and that's, that's why we do what we do. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I choose the things that I choose. Fern, let me read this to you. I'm about to blow your mind. I don't know if you read this when you were reviewing this. Suppose a man at 90 years old is living independently, running up and down the steps and playing with his grandchildren. We would not be concerned if his cholesterol numbers were high. There is a problem looking only at longevity. Imagine a curve that stretches to 90 or even 105 years that has very low work capacity for its duration. That is not what CrossFit is about. It is about vitality and capacity. What can you do? So there you go. Anyone telling us, like, there's your, that was the quote we needed from you, Fern, saying like, yeah. Here it is. Glassman said vitality 20 years ago. I believe the term we're going for is well, vigor. Now we have it. We want some vigor. Vigor in your um, life. As, <laughs> as, we as we age. Right. It's the application of vitality is vigor. That is, was my favorite lecture. Yeah, changed everything. Jeremy. I, I, I agree, Jeremy. I agree. It's also still my, still my favorite lecture to this day. Well, I think all three it's, of us. It's still got depth. You know, it's, it's uh, like, it's still got so much um, to unpack. Well, and we yeah. all saw it kind of as it was being created, really, like evolved over time, right? Like when you, when you saw it, Pat, when I saw it, we didn't talk about health at that point. It wasn't for, when, when do you think the health component came in? I think it was like 2010. Well, because this, this portion of the level one manual, if you go back to the top, uh, it actually says adapted from Coach Glassman's February 21st, 2009 level one lecture. So that might have been like one of the first times he like started to, because that's what Glassman did, right? Like he'd get that thought, kind of weave it in a little bit. Totally. And then uh, eventually, you know, 
it becomes what it is today. All right. Well, what is fitness part one and two officially done? Do Wait. you have any questions, Cody? Any questions from you guys watching that? Uh, one one thing to wrap it up, Jason. We, we got to remember that the point of this lecture is that we will do whatever it takes to achieve fitness and whatever it takes to achieve fitness, we're going to call CrossFit. So fitness is what we actually do. We don't do CrossFit. We do CrossFit because it makes us fit. We don't do CrossFit because it's CrossFit. It just that's happens a, to be the best program. And that's, yeah. that's my favorite takeaway from this whole thing is like people bitch and argue about what way, what thing to do the best or like what is the best. And it's like, I don't care what it is. As long as it makes is that you're, if you're looking at, if we're agreeing on the definition of fitness, whatever gets me the fittest, we're literally going to steal and call CrossFit. It's well, the best place to be in position for a program. I would imagine all three of us end this lecture in a similar fashion, something along the lines of, you know, so at the 2023 CrossFit games, if the winner is standing on the podium, assuming we've done a urine test and they've come back clean and we say, Hey, Pat, what did you do to get on top of the podium this year? And you're like, well, Jay, funny you should ask. <laughs> I, I threw on my tutu and I rollerbladed up and down the streets of uh, Santa Cruz, California. I had a fourth kid. Shake All weight. This, they got the shake weight. Monday, double shake weight. Double shake weight. Monday on CrossFit.com, you're going to see that double shake weight. Go have a fourth baby and grab a tutu. Because like you said, it's not about what's getting us there. It's the fact that we're getting there. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Preach, Pat. Jeremy Strong. And there's Preach, there's Preach, many Pat. ways to do it. And it's super fun to talk about. And you just should just, it's it, but we have to agree on the same definition. Until we're agreeing on the same definition of fitness, it's it's a it's a meaningless conversation. Yeah, and I think that goes back to like the arguments you're having, right? Like it's exactly the arguments I'm having. And like that's the problem, is I'm like, we're not, we have different definitions. It's the same thing when we like when people are wanting to redefine something else, like that's meaningless. Like it, 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 it you want to just pull out a word? Sure. Fine. We'll, like, let's, let's, let's call something, something random. And then we can't have a conversation. Like I love when people do other stuff. Like I love when people do other stuff and I'm like totally down. And you want to go do Zumba? Cause you like dancing. You want to go just only lift. Cause you like only lifting. Great. I'm never going to hate that. But the second you tell me it makes you more fit, then my program, then I'm going to be like, let's have a conversation. And that, 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 that's where, that's where I'll put like my foot down and have some fun. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, we've done it. Anything, um, Cody, do we have any questions? What have we done? No, no. You always say that at the end of it. Like we've done it. I'm like, what have we actually just makes He's barely been here. He better. just wants to say something. All right. Like he's, he's, he, <laughs> it makes me feel we did like it. something productive. We did it, everybody. We did it. <laughs> we did World we cured, we, we, we defeated hunger, world hunger. Jason, no, we, I, I want to say, man, like you are able to take more shit than anybody I know. And it's so impressive because you just dish it right back out. And there was a time that that summit where you did the 50 back squats at 225. Yeah, bro. While, while we did a podcast. While and <laughs> while we heckled you, the number of people you had betting against you. That's and it. like I, I was like, was there is, I was like, there is no way. I gave you like 19. That's what I told I think you were gonna get. <laughs> and you slugged out 50. Like it was like it was, and, wanna, it was and you you did I think it. I did 51 it was, for the record, but yeah. I think you did too. And it was like I like 
from that day forth, I've like been like, no, Jay's legit. Like it, it was that. Ah, uh, hold on. I don't know. I, 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 I don't swear, I said it. Like legit. That, he's legit, dude. He's legit. He, I strive off. I, I thrive off of that. Although I'm changing my mindset because we're doing in lifted, and that's part of what we're not supposed to do. You know, do it for because other people think you can't or like. But I, I used to always pride myself on being like, you don't think I can do this? You better watch out. I'm Listen, about to Mark, do it. Well, so what would a good, England, what would a good gonna, coach do Mark that? England, so Mark England, we're going to have beef on that because I'm like, I'm never getting rid of that, like, uh, that in that uh, indignant part of my personality. Well, the, the, I, well a good well, coach would then figure, realize that that's how you responded and right. adjust and give you exactly that. Like, that's yeah. the beauty of it. It's like, there, that, there, I, 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 would, I, would, I would love to coach you. That'd be easy. It's like dealing with my kids. Oh, you can't, you can't bring that wood in. I bet you can't. can't. That's like my son. I'm just like, hey, I don't think going down the stairs and roller skates is a good idea. And he's just like, it is. And I'm like, it's not. I'm like, you shouldn't do that. And he was like, here I go. And I'm like, and then, and then there's crying. And I'm like, all right, well, well, I I go back to what I said. We've done it. (laughs) We've done, we've done it. It has been done. You're right. It's been done. We hope that if you're still listening, you've enjoyed like we've said, for one, bring a friend week. Check out the pin post. If you want to learn more about how John Wells created his awesome affiliate, hit us up. And then check out Wubo. Yep. WuboAffiliate.com? Yep. No, you have to go to TrainAdam.com. It'll be WuboAffiliate.com soon. And you can find us on social media at WuboAffiliate. Um, but yeah, man, uh, you can look at my YouTube, all kinds of fun stuff. I've, I've been putting out a crap load of content recently. Yeah, loving the new stuff. So, and by the way, baby number four, congrats. Let's uh, let's have you back on in a year and see how that fitness is going. Train Adam.com. Is that accurate? Yep. What is that? Look at- Adam was our at home program, but we also uh, push the affiliate stuff through that. It's one of our, it's our own platform. So, like, it's a workout tracker as well as member management, as well as it just pushes our platform, our, our programming really well. Nice. It's cool. And as always, Pat, I want to tell you, thank you. I always enjoy these conversations, dude. Uh, it's fine. It's good to always talk to somebody who's intelligent and I don't get to do that. <laughs> hey, but he can't go uh, 225, 50 times. I, I don't think I could right now, but I, I might thrive under you couldn't do it. We'll see. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week talking technique with Denise Thomas. About Denise Ooh, Thomas. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. DT on the show next week. Technique. We'll drop the pages you need to read, right, Cody? And um, if you have any questions for us on the technique section, hit us up on the IG, best hour of their day. See you guys.